Welcome into the White Claw Heart Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangi, producer Matthew, Bryson. What are we going to talk about today, guys? We're going to talk a lot of NBA because there's some NBA going on tonight. We've already had some NBA today. Zach Levine, I think he went for 30 in their game in the NBA Paris game of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Jaden Ivey, the line on him was four and a half. He got to four. And you know who took the over on that bet? I did. And it killed my five-leg parlay. So shout out to Jaden Ivey. Tennessee landing another commit in the transfer portal. Another from BYU. And one of the biggest topics of discussion today is what is going on at Michigan and what is going on at Florida? Because they are in a situation right now, and I don't know if it is even fixable at this point. They are literally damned if they do, and they are damned if they don't with the whole $13 million NIL saga surrounding Jaden Rashada. And from the, uh, Go ahead, Davis. Uh, I was just going to say, it's, I mean, it's terrible public nationally for them. I mean, not only... I mean, not every, that's probably the highest public figure that we've seen is $13 million. But what about other players? What about when they promise a little three-star, 300000 and he's, like, skeptical if they're even going to pay him that? I mean, it's, it's terrible looks. And then, yeah, you brought up the transfer we got today. Uh, started 10 games last year for BYU, finishing with 46 tackles and seven pass breakups. As great as the second-best defensive player by PFF's advanced metrics. So, uh yeah, that, and then Ole Miss, what are they doing? Do they realize there's one football. One quarterback can play at a time. Man. Man. Jackson Dart, Walker Howard, and Spencer Sanders. What are they, are they, what are they doing? Triple option with the quarterbacks? Three quarterbacks. I mean. I mean, Spencer Sanders not going there to sit. I think he only has one year eligibility left, and he's been a starter for his whole career, basically. Yeah, what think, is going on? I think he does have one year of eligibility. Yeah, you're exactly right. Lane is such a joke, man. He just he just treats this like a little game, like a little peewee league. Like, I'm just going to stack all the best quarterbacks I can out of the portal. Doesn't matter if i got to sit two of them. Just going to do it. Uh, who they? What was the guy you were saying yesterday from Vanderbilt who they won as well? Mike Wright. Ah, uh, okay. So when they, if they get him, they got four quarterbacks. Four, I mean, four decent quarterbacks. I wouldn't call them all garbage. I mean, we haven't seen Walker Howard play yet, but... I mean, he was rated pretty high. I'm pretty sure he was a five-star. So. He was a five-star. But jumping back to the whole uh, Florida thing that's going on, I read something earlier, and I'm going to pull it up to make sure that I get the wording right. But it was to the tune of if Florida says that this was not NIL incentive that he came to Florida, somebody's got to pay him that $13 million. And if they say that it was incentivized by NIL, then that's a level one violation. A major, major violation. So either, so either you pay the $13 million or you take the violation, is what you're saying? Essentially, the $13 million they don't have. Yeah. And the big thing is, if they claim it was NIL, it can't be conditioned on enrollment. So they have to pay. If they claim it was conditioned on enrollment, it isn't NIL, and it is an NCAA violation. 
<laughs> wow. I mean, wow. you got to be. I don't even know where to begin with that program. And this was a football powerhouse from the 90s when Spurrier got there. Because Florida wasn't really, you know, the top dog until the 90s. Like, they had a lot of down years. And they were not Florida as we know them. And that's why in the 90s, when they got really, really good, all of a sudden, that's when they were able to pick up that young fan base. And everybody just kind of became a Florida Gators fan. And they were you able to rally behind the studio them. right now. Yeah, isn't that right there, Matthew? Just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. You, got, you have an imposter among you. Continue your monologue, Jake. Wait. You're not getting out of this one, buddy. <laughs> oh, he's cut his mic off. He's not even going to talk. <laughs> he has cut his mic off. To go, back to, to go back to the Lane Kiffin thing, though, I think it's uh, equally as funny that uh, Florida's quarterback is going to be Graham Mertz, and Ole Miss just signed three of the best quarterbacks out of the portal. Or that now they have two of the best quarterbacks out of the portal and three yeah. of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, potentially. I wouldn't say Jackson Doyle is. Potentially. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he, he runs the system he very well. He has the ability well. to be. Yeah, he runs the system well. He, he's very mid, as we would say. Yeah, very mid. He's not a world beater by any means. That he is not. Let's go right to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. If you're looking for a good Philly cheesesteak, Big Orange Phillies is the way to go. Fake Bob, what's up, buddy? Long time no talk, man. What do you say, buddy? Pretty good. Hey, uh, I was listening to Russ and earlier today. We're going over some of the basketball thing, and it sounds like that Biscovi's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, where do we earn? Um, your guess is as good as mine. You know, uh, Ziegler is going to have to carry a bunch, I would imagine. Well, I mean, you've got BJ Edwards on the bench, who is quote unquote not ready. You're redshirting Freddie Delone, Delion, however you pronounce his last name. So I don't know what we're going to do because you know Bryson mentioned it last night, and I think everybody else kind of agreed, or whoever mentioned it. You cannot play him for 40 minutes a game. You cannot play him 40 minutes every single night. That's not going to work especially if his knee's already in bad shape as it is, then you're setting yourself up for disaster. Well, one guy I think he's going to have to step up as a key. I mean, we brought him here to score the ball, and it just seems like he just doesn't shoot as much as he should. No, he he's not shooting the ball as much as he should, and when he is shooting the ball, he's not doing what he was to start the year. And I think he, he went off for something crazy in the scrimmage against Michigan State. I think it was like 28 points. And, you know, I think he had a couple of games. I think he had 17 one game. Well, staying in double digits. But then these last few games, I don't know if he's just in a shooting slump or if the flair's been coached out of him. I'm not sure really what's going on there. And it's just like, what are we even doing here? It's like, what are we doing as a basketball program? Yeah, because, I mean, he, when he's on, I mean, he could be the guy that steps up and helps us and takes over Escovies thing it's just I, I don't know like the couple of shots he took against Kentucky I mean they the Utah he was out of rhythm and he just wasn't coughing it and that's kind of worrisome it really is and I mean these are things that can get fixed and shoot around like just going around you know before practice after practice shoot around drills shooting around before the game these problems like if there's a kink you need to get it figured out quick and if you know you're not going to get us that bucket you got to be able to dish the ball around 
get it down low to Uros in Kentucky's case, and come up Toby Awaka, whoever's down low, and then you got to rely on them to do what they're supposed to do. Like we said the other day, you know, Uros did exactly what he was supposed to do on the offensive end against Kentucky, but he struggled so bad on the defensive end that I wouldn't say it canceled us canceled us out because if it wasn't for his 19 points, we would not have been in that game as late as we were. Yeah. And I, I tweeted out the other day, it, do you agree that Camwell is the most frustrating player on the team? Yes. 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 I mean, because it, it seems like some games, I mean, he when he is focused and in the game, I mean, he he's really good. It's just, like the Kentucky game, and even some of the Mississippi State game, he just disappeared. And it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can be a mismatch. I I would say his most impressive game so far as a Tennessee volunteer was at Arizona that night. And then you look at how he played against Kentucky, and they're just two completely different players. He's just very inconsistent. He was non-existent against Kentucky. I mean, he looks lost on the court sometimes. And he's what? This is his fourth year? Yes. Yes. There's no excuses to be looking lost. You should know this offense. You should know how to play defense under Rick Barnes. You should know what you're doing. You should not be lost on the court if you've been here for four years and been coached by Rick Barnes. I'm sorry. Like, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken against Mississippi State, I mean, Rick Barnes yanked him like two minutes into the game because he gave up like two backdoor layups, like, just because he wasn't paying attention. That was the sloppiest first half of basketball I think I've ever watched. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that was pretty bad. And I watched the entire Butler game when the final score was like, what, 46 to 43? Oh, yeah. That was terrible. And I, I will go on this hill and I will die on this hill. That was the worst first half of basketball I think I've ever watched against Mississippi State. That was terrible. I've never seen a man fall out of both of his shoes after getting his lunch ate. That was – I'm just like, what am I even watching right now? Well, in the whole situation situation with the rim and stuff, that just basically just summed up the first half of that game. Just a cluster. But um, on my way out, the thing with Julian Phillips, I'm, I'm glad that he had a big game against Mississippi State, and hopefully that has kick-started a thing like we've seen last year with Kennedy Chandler. But if he continues to still be up and down, do y'all see him maybe looking to come back for an extra year, or he's, is he going to vote for the NBA draft, and I'll hang up. Appreciate the phone call, fake Bob. Um, that's an interesting one, just because you know we'd had this conversation a few days ago, and I, you know we had debated whether or not to talk about it on air, but you know we don't hold anything back, and we made the comment that when you come to Tennessee and you're a five star. You know, you have to know that your draft stock is going to drop. You know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you might not know, but you're going to find out real quick. I mean, here, here's a question. Would you say more frustrating would be Olivier or Josiah Jordan-James, considering he was an All-American? Josiah Jordan-James, he was, he was all the All-American. way. Like, well, here's something to think about. You talk about a five-star. Julian Phillips was originally committed to LSU with Will Wade. Mm-hmm. If he was playing for Will Wade right now and he was still at LSU, I would – he would let him rock out. It would be a completely different player. You know it, and I know it. Oh, oh yes. I agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. He would probably be. I I don't know. I don't know what the draft was like. He probably he, be first round. 
Maybe. He would probably have the green light just like uh, Cam Thomas did at LSU two years ago. Yep. Um, they just let them do whatever. I mean, they have, like, sets and structure, of course, but, I mean, you, you're open, shoot the ball. Don't think about it. That's how they play. Staying on Julian Phillips, I really wonder what his emotions are going to be like going to this game this weekend, being a former LSU commit and signee, actually. Yeah, and what was still there? He got let out of his letter of intent by the NCAA because of the Will Wade uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's um That place is different, man. I'm I'm tell you what, that that game in twenty nineteen where we got screwed by Anthony Jordan, <laughs> that was the loudest get college basketball game I've been to in my life. Does it still amaze you that they actually let him come in here and referee a game last year? What's your game? Oh, it was wow. like one of the early games that didn't matter, but he was one of the officials. I would have, I would have been a uh, Lane Kiffin two point Maybe not a golf ball this time. Maybe something more, a little dense. A little dense. <laughs> what was the deal? Didn't he like have an LSU shirt on his Facebook or something yeah. like that? Yeah, he was holding ah, it up. Nice. He's nice. like, oh, I'm, I, I'm not an LSU fan. I just found this in Germany. It's like, right. yeah, an LSU Tiger shirt in Germany <laughs> of all He's places. An absolute clown, man. I hate that guy. Absolute loser. <laughs> Davis, did you ever get to experience TV, Teddy? No, I don't. I don't. We were never that good to get uh, Teddy Valentine. Buddy, you talk about a guy because we know Pat Adams loves to take over a game. Oh yeah, you know he loves to make yeah. it all about him. TV, Teddy was on another level. I've never really. Uh, why do I keep blanking? The guy that was rigging the games. Oh, uh, oh, the NBA guy. Yes, Donahue. Yeah, uh, Tim yeah, Donahue. Tim Donahue. Yeah, Tim yeah, Donahue. Yeah. Donahue. But uh, I don't know. Well, some of the calls I see from Pat Adams, I legit would not be surprised if they're rigging the games. Well, and you know something else to think about. Vegas does not know who the officials are going to be until the day of the game. Yeah. That's just like I told you all last week. If I know that Mark Curls is officiating a football game, whoever's the underdog, I'm taking them to cover. <laughs> Might as well. Because if Mark Curls is officiating a football game, something's going to go down. Well, if I, uh, if me and Davis know uh, if that one referee that was uh, refereeing the Alabama-Tennessee game in Tuscaloosa, we know to take Alabama in that game to cover. Mm-hmm. Penalties. Personal foul. Tennessee. 15-yard <laughs> penalty. Holding Alabama. 10 yards, repeat first down. <laughs> that's that's how it was. This guy, literally, every time it was a penalty on Tennessee, would smile at the camera like it's the best moment of his life. And then with Alabama, he just speak the most monotone voice in the world. Just Go watch it. You can watch it on YouTube right now if you're yep. sitting at home. Go look up last year's Alabama game. Yep. Watch them. Mark Curls, LSU, 2010. Illegal participation on the defense. That'll be a five-yard penalty. Repeat the down. Mm. One untimed I, down. I'm surprised that loser even realized there's 14 people on the field. They didn't. That's the thing. And I did not think it was a reviewable play. But apparently it was because Les Miles was the one that pointed out there was never a flag thrown. Yeah, there was no nice. flag. Yeah, that's what I remember. There was no flag. Nice. So you can just call a penalty for something that didn't have a flag. And the CBS sideline reporter was about to start interviewing Derek Dooley. Yeah, because I was I was listening to it on the radio, and they said the game is over, just like the North Carolina game. The game is over. That's what the referee said. Yes, that one was that one was worse. 
That's the game where aluminum bottles were thrown from the upper deck. Deserved. Well, I mean, well, I mean, uh, those weren't making them to the field, man. That was why that one will always be above Ole Miss in the danger category. Because you start throwing aluminum bottles from the top deck and some of them half full, you can actually hurt somebody. Oh, I lose. Uh, <laughs> well, I had beer cans thrown at me when I was uh, nine years – or no, this was Kiffin's year, so I was eight years old down in Oxford watching us get tore up by Dexter McCluster. <laughs> so, eight-year-old. Man, I was sitting there in the student section at that old Miss game, and I just saw people chucking water bottles. And I mean, the amount of band members I saw get hit in the head. And it was, I mean, it's not, funny, it's not funny, but it was a, uh, <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a sight to see. I'll say that. Stay with us. <laughs> Overtime continues. More fan run radio on the way. Welcome back. Overtime continues. Now that we've all had our laugh during the commercial break, I really do want to start up a deal to where I just record. As soon as we go to break, I hit record. And then the best clips, we save them for the end of the year. And that's everybody's Christmas present. Yeah, let's just not leak those. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, somebody caught a stray. Multiple people probably caught strays. During that last one. Yep. Keep it moving, though. <laughs> oh, my God. I love doing this show with you guys. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, bored. I'm it's on TNT. They're playing the blind side. It just really pissed me off. Remember that movie <laughs> where Michael Orr about to go to Tennessee and the tour said, oh, there are dead bodies under the field. And he got all scared and decided to go to Ole Miss. Yes, we all remember the blind side. <laughs> You know, they, like, I've heard the Tui family, they hate that movie. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think they do. Because yeah. they misportray it. Yeah. Much like in Rudy, how that's misportrayed. You think they were going to leave him off the roster his last game? No. That never happened. Never watched Rudy. Another story, though. He was offsides. But that's not the point. The point is, you get a lot of these movies. And not a lot of them actually go down the way they're portrayed. It's like reading the book and then reading, or excuse me, reading the book and then watching the movie. Something's always different. Is that because you portray it in your head some type of way while reading the book? No, they do it for more dramatic finishes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think... Uh I think people are getting catfished now by uh, a new uh, Richard G. West. His name is Drew P. Johnson. And uh, his. Davis, I don't ever want you to say that name on air ever again. Oh my goodness, I just got it. Don't say it. Think to yourself. (laughs) Bryson gets it. I don't get it. Uh, oh, my goodness. Anyway, so he tweeted, he's breaking. Wait, is this the guy that... The... Are you going to listen? Are you, you going to listen? This is important. He yeah, said, I'm listening. 
Huge breaking. The Indianapolis Colts have scheduled an interview with current Georgia head coach Kirby Smart. Smart coached the Bulldogs to a national championship. 2021 will now look to make a splash on the NFL. And uh, some of our followers are following for this. Huge news. Thanks, Drew. Oh, I finally. It's not that. <laughs> Y'all are just standing here while so that's what made it so funny. Well, I, I, I got it. I got it. <sighs> nice. He's an expert for the Eddie Report. The what report? Glad y'all have the humor of an eighty-year-old woman. Like that was like not even like a good one. If you're gonna use a good one, we can talk about those off air. Oh no, there was a real guy that was in Campbell County, and of course, we still had the phone book back in my day. Yeah, just to validate that I'm a little bit older than a lot of people. How old are you, man? About to be twenty-eight. Phone books. Dirty. Yeah. Pushing thirty. Yeah, pushing the dirty thirty. I remember the phone books, and. The guy's first name was Beecher. And he had the same last name as the fake reporter we just read. You can only imagine nice. the pure hell that this guy probably went through. They used to prank call him all the time. I felt I kind of felt bad for the guy. He didn't give himself the name. He could have changed it, though. Hey, you can always change your last name. Hmm. If you were to change your name, pull a Ron Artest, what would your name be? Mm. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Davis? Uh, I don't know. I was actually almost named Rocky, like the boxer, so I'd probably go Rocky. Rocky Rangi. Well, hey, what do you think Jamal Crawford's first name is? Don't know. Don't care. Speaking of stage names and stuff like that, what do you think his first name is? What is his first name? Aaron. Aaron Jamal Crawford. That's not too bad. <sighs> sure. It's a fun fact for the day. So there's, speaking of people that go by aliases, um, there was a guy that Tennessee signed for the basketball team in the early 2000s. His name was Andy Ikeacore. You say Andy Ikeacore? Ikeacore. Oh. And we were on the phone with Stevie Hamer on the drive. We are doing the interview with him, and his name got brought up. And I was like, man, I, I just don't remember this guy because I was still pretty young, and it was Buzzball, and nobody really cared about Buzzball here. Come to find out, his name's not actually Andy. No, it's some sort of name that goes along with his last name. He was charged in connection last year to a murder that happened in 2008. <sighs> nice. That's uh, kind of like the Halloween episode we had at the studio. Oh, man, that one. Oh, that, that, that one was wild. Can't put that guy's name or what he's done on the air. Does he live here? Man, this is a business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my lord. Oh, man. what was the other one? Oh, the guy wanted to, quote, unquote, Use a piece of concrete when it was not a piece of concrete. It was a really expensive piece of travertine decking. And he's like, "How can you, how can you use this uh, piece of concrete here?" And I put it back. I'm like, "Buddy, you are not allowed to touch any of that." I don't have sixty bucks for them to come do it. I'm like, I, "Neither do I." <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man. Yeah, that was... Um, and then the guy on Halloween, or whatever that was, um, just drove to the door. Oh, that was uh, the weirdest part about that one, was because she just drove up to the door. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't see all that grass? I'm not sure it was a woman. Why well, I still don't know what that was. <laughs> Everybody's catching strays today. Cares? Nobody. Yep. Nobody cares. Who cares? Nobody cares. Uh, well, Tim Colashaw just won his 516th win on uh, Round the Horn. Yeah. Cares? Yep. Nobody. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody watches that show anyway. Yep. They got the one, the same people every day. Woody Johnson. <laughs> you were on one today, Matthew. You started when you walked through the door before the show even started. Are you in a good mood, man? Oh, he's in a good mood. I'm in a great mood. Throwing strays everywhere. Pardon the interruption. I don't watch this show either. Nobody watches ESPN before 4 o'clock. Not going to work you like a dog and not pay you. Yep. I'm not going to go to sleep, see the same guy, wake up, see the same guy. <laughs> what it is man you're watching sports center you go to sleep you wake up same guy talking to you <laughs> same guy poor stan Verrett. he's always on there yeah, they, now. Woke, they, they woke him like a dog and linda cone linda cone that's how she talks why uh, do his eyebrows come all the way around his eyes back to his nose this guy's been at espn since i, I can't remember I mean, as long since, as i've been alive I, I don't even know since probably jesus was born <laughs> <laughs> There is no uh, chill tonight. For this is also a one. Yeah. Nope. I don't, care about, I, don't, I don't care about this Brady topic either. He's out of the playoffs. Stop talking about Tom Brady, man. Same thing it was about Brett Favre. But ratings. I don't care about ratings, man. Nobody wants to talk about Brett Favre, man. I do not want him on the Titans next year at all. Bryson, give me that remote. I can't take much more of this. Goodness. Does anybody care or want to spread the Lady Vols game? Yeah, what, what we got? 15 and a half. We're favored. Against who? Florida. What's the over-under? Uh, <laughs> we know which one it's <laughs> ESPN hasn't released one. Uh, no. Oh, nice. gosh. Actually, hold on. 146 and a half. What do you think? Over-under? I'm going to take the under. Going to have to go with under there, man. Yeah, you know, I hope it's the over, but I'm just thinking the under. I'm going to find something on TV to get you all back on track. We're going to watch MTSU take on Charlotte. Yeah, that's it. Go Niners. That's what was going to be locked in right now. Go Lady Raiders. Oh, is this women's uh, uh, basketball? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get your mind back on this show because we have yet to talk about Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, what, what is the whole Michigan thing? You brought it up. I don't know what's... Is it, he's yeah, leaving? I don't know either. Is he leaving or anything? He's not leaving, but he could be in trouble with the NCAA. <laughs> For buying that guy a cheeseburger? For lying about it. Ah, nice. Typical Bruce Pearl. Very familiar. Yeah. Well, didn't they give him a second chance? They basically gave him again. a second chance, and he lied again. He lied the first time saying, what, he didn't buy it? Yeah. And then the second time he... He lied again. He should just go, what happens if you just get that guy that he bought the cheeseburger for an NIL deal with the cheeseburger place and then just say it was part of an NIL deal? Because NIL wasn't legal at the time. Oh, okay. oh how, old, like, how old was this? Like two years ago. Oh. Okay. Like right, right before. Literally right before it. Nice. 
Well, I mean, and this just brings up again how petty the NCAA is. You can hand a kid a bagel, but you can't hand him the cream cheese because the cream cheese is a luxury item that's a level one violation. Sure. Sure. So we can't buy we can't buy a guy a cheeseburger. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's can't like, buy a cheeseburger. You can probably buy him the uh I don't even know, like Jake said, you can probably buy somebody like a what's a good comparison? A hamburger. I don't even know. You can yeah. get him a hamburger. Yeah, but you put cheese. that cheese on that burger, that's a level one violation. Is the bun is the bun a luxury item too? So you just hand him ground beef and say go to town with it? <laughs> like just what? raw ground beef. Just <laughs> throw the patty on the bun. <laughs> yep, just hey, 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 figure it out. Yep. Figure it out. <laughs> yep. Figure it yep, out. Figure it out. Yep. YouTube something. I don't know. Yep. It's like they just take the raw patty, that just throw it on the bun, just throw it in the microwave for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, hope you don't. Nice. Nice. Yep. You ever set pizza rolls on fire? No. 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 Pizza rolls. What did, what did you, what did you, how do you set pizza rolls on fire, man? Instead of setting the microwave to three minutes, I set it to 30 minutes. I was like, why are my pizza rolls not done yet? I look over and there's flames coming <laughs> out from the top of the pizza rolls. Oh, <laughs> they were, dude, they were hard as a rock. They could break your have ditches. You ever, have you ever burnt like Kraft mac and cheese that comes in the little bowls? I have. I forgot to put water in it. Yeah. Yep. Forget to put water in it. You just burn the mac macaroni to death. <laughs> yep. You can burn instant mac oh yeah oh yeah because if you forget the water it literally just turns into it a just crisp. probably burns it yeah it turns into a crisp yep make sure to take the pop tarts out of the wrapper <laughs> well duh why would you put that in the microwave <laughs> that goes in the toaster no it doesn't 99 percent of america puts it in the toaster wait 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 hold on you're telling me a pop tart it has its name for a reason pop because it pops when it comes up out of the toaster i don't care man someone told me the last night you're supposed to put the pop tart in the freezer which is the weirdest thing i ever heard in my life are they talking about toaster strudel no pop tart she said put it in there for an hour and come back and eat it and i said no I'm not doing that an hour now there an used hour. to be some that was like a yogurt based that you did that with and that was actually pretty good I don't know what you just said. Something about a yogurt-flavored Pop-Tart that doesn't exist. Oh, they did, buddy. They did. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I'm I, uh, Yeah, it was just a uh, ninth-grade year, freshman year on the on a trip. We were at the Hampton Inn, and we just decided to heat up some Pop-Tarts, throw in the microwave with the wrapper, and then we sprayed it, tried to uh, cover up the scent with some Axe. So that was a lovely uh, combo. <laughs> nice. Nice. When they put it in there with the wrapper. What is going on? We went from talking about Jim Harbaugh level one violations with a cheeseburger to throwing a pop tart in a microwave with the wrapper still on it. Hey man, our tangents are impeccable. They're unmatched. <laughs> they very well are the most <laughs> interesting points of emphasis, topics of conversation, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they're that. They are that. I know who I'm picking tonight for my 20-plus. More randomness. Important player coming back, but I'm just going to gatekeep it. That's fine. You do that. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Well, don't don't shut up during the break, man. Thanks. Uh, So what were the results of last night? Bryce and I went 4-1. 
Uh, so you can I don't know. I didn't write it down last night. I was pretty flustered last it, night. It would have been five and zero, but Lamelo went out in the third quarter with an injury. So y'all yeah, would have gone five and zero, or we would have gone five. We would have gone five and zero. Okay. So I, I, I don't even know. We picked. Did you pick Darius Garland, Cal? I did not know. Uh-huh. Let me tell you, man. That game last night was a great game, by the way. Grizzlies, uh, Cavs. No, oh, yeah, wonderful it, game. Darius Garland is for real. And, and they had no That's... D. Mitch, so. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? I said they didn't have any D. Mitch. Okay. I thought you said something else, but no. <laughs> you know yeah. what? This is a great time. To just reset. So, Matthew, there's a button up there. I want you to hit it. I'm not even going to send this off the right way. Just hit the damn button. Linder. Back here on Overtime. Fan Run Radio and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. TR is next. What do you say, TR? Oh, and by the way, our boy Rick Barnes, he finally wore orange. And we lost. I, I know it, man. It's uh, I, I believe it was uh, somebody kind of probably got in his ear, you know, with Lofton's uh, jersey going up in the rafters. It was uh, it was uh, orchestrated, I believe, by coming down from the top, like uh, what's his name, President uh, uh, Boyd, yeah, Randy Boyd, yeah. Well, maybe they were listening to the show, Tr, and they heard your call. Do uh, I don't know, man. No. <laughs> Or what's her name? Uh, Plowman. Yeah. Don Bates Plowman. I don't know. I think it comes down from probably Boyd or some big boosters like uh, we're going. We're going to day, We're going to have orange on on uh, predominantly on our freaking uh, bench today, and that goes for the coaches. <laughs> I, I think uh, uh, Bargy Boy couldn't veto that, but. When will, he, when will he wear it again? I mean, you can't just wear it once and then uh, put it in mothballs till uh, next year. I mean, uh, come on, man. Uh, you, know he, like, you know he ain't going to uh, wear that again. You know that was his one time wearing it, and he's probably never going to wear that again. You're right, man. You're right, man. It's, it's going to be back to the smoky grave, uh, like he told uh, the clone. Uh, the clone, you, if you've heard him on throughout uh, – Knoxville Radio Sports Airwaves. I'm very know. familiar with Clone. Yeah, he ran into him a while back on a walking trail a month or so ago, and Barnsey Boy said, I, I, "I'm going to wear other school co- or other school colors like we're orange and white, dude. Smoky gray is just invented like when Butch Jones got here. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't have nothing against uh, Smoky Gray every now and then. You know, I don't have nothing against it. I mean. Fine or whatever, you know, go go dark mode like freaking Mississippi mistake every game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are, are they like still in mourning over the pirate? I mean, they I might mean, be. I mean, they they've not worn maroon at all this year. I don't think have they? They just one little uh, circle of maroon right on the right in the small of their back or something, man. Right. Yeah, right above the numbers, man. Right in the middle of their bullseye on their back, just a little circle of maroon. I don't even know what it entailed. I couldn't tell. Man. I just knew it. I stood out in that solid black with the white numbers. Yeah, that's but, the uh, outline of the state of Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I, it, I couldn't tell. But anyway, I, I was like uh, 
the opposite of y'all. You know, I hear your show last night. Y'all watched the first half, whereas I couldn't get to the the, t- the tube until halftime. So I only saw the second half, where y'all y'all exited, exited stage left after first half. But I could, I mean, I could blame you. I mean, I could believe what I was. Uh, Keeping tabs on so I could get to the my local watering hole, but, <laughs> but uh, the second half was good. I mean, I noticed Viscovi was not on the floor automatically. I go, man, we're going to be offensively challenged. But uh, Phillips, he come back alive, and Zig, you know, he kind of he kind of put it on himself. And uh, Triple J, he was he was uh, getting. A lot more minutes than he's accustomed to getting, like 34, I believe, and he kind of helped settle things down on the floor and contributed with 13. You know, we had three guys in double figures. But, uh, but the big thing is, we shot a lot better from three, and that's what killed us against Kentucky. Was you know when you go into Kentucky and you only go three of 21, you're shooting 14.3 percent from the field. Eventually, you got to stop shooting it, right? I mean, I'm all about the analytics. If the three gives you the best chance to win, good. But if you're not hitting it, you need to get rid of it. Get the ball down low. And, I mean, that's the thing is Uro, she had a great offensive performance on Saturday, and it just didn't translate to the defensive end. I know Phillips, uh, you know, he's 18 points against uh, the, the Maroons, but uh, he only had 18. I mean, when I started watching the Kentucky game Saturday, I'm, not, I'm looking at, I'm going, where's Phillips at? Where's Phillips at? Where's Phillips at? I mean, it was like he was all buried on the bench for most of the first half. Or, I don't know. He got 18 minutes against uh, the Wildcats, and he got 38 minutes on the floor last night or the night before last. And look at how, so much, look at how much more productive he was when he got those minutes. I know, yeah, and like uh, we sort of like, I mean, Plovitz was getting, uh, he was getting featured. I mean, he was doing his job. I mean, it was like, I don't know if there was NBA scouts in the stands or what, but he got, he was getting his chance to, to shine, and he, he did. I mean, we, we could have pulled that game out. I don't know. It, 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 uh, we had, we just made a great, you know, Triple J and I believe Ziggler both kind of blew uh, some, Inside, real inside layup types, you know, right down in the nitty gritty of the game, we could have maybe, uh, you know, first OT or something. But uh, we got, you know, we we can't worry about it now. I mean, uh, we just gotta, we just gotta hopefully get the Scoby back or Biscoby back for LSU. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's going to be key for that game, uh, just because I mean he we know he is our point guard, we know that for a fact now. We know that Vescovy is the guy that we have to have bring the ball up the court, running the offense. Because I've told Phil this, I've told everybody here this. What do all the teams that have won a championship over the last few years and really the past decade? What have they all had in common? They've all had a true point guard, and they've had a dominant big man. And I don't think we have those two things. Right, but uh, you know, this Vescovy, he he sometimes he 
He just can't help himself from getting turning the ball over. I mean, when he's trying to handle the ball too much. I mean, B, he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna have a couple of them a game at least. He just it's just uh, in his nature that he's gonna have dribble the ball off his foot or something. Just something, man. But he's not a true point guard. But uh, I know we got B.J. Edwards on the bench. Is there's uh, like another player like sitting on? Uh, like a diamond in the rough, that, but we're just like, I don't know. He's, he's buried on the bench for as far as uh, getting on the floor. I mean, I don't know. It's like a red shirt or something. I don't know what they're doing with him. So, Freddie Malone, I think, is who you're thinking of. He's the guy that was a high school senior. He graduated early, so they're kind of doing what they did with Jarnell Stokes, bringing him in early, and they said they were going to red shirt him. Well, then my first response to that is, well, there's no point in bringing him in early if you're just going to redshirt him. You know, that's why they had Tomba. They had him reclass to come to college a year early, but they redshirted him. I'm like, well, then there was no point in having him reclass. And then to tell him to get the very next year, what was the point in doing any of that? You just cost the kid a year of eligibility, and you probably just killed the kid's dream. I mean, let's call it like it is. That guy went to Catholic High School. He wanted to come to Tennessee and play basketball, and he's never going to get that now. Because of mismanagement of the roster, so I hope you know now that Freddie Delone's here, that he at least gets some minutes this year. There's no point in keeping these guys redshirted or on the bench because let's call it like it is, Tr. There's not a lot of guys that want to stay those full four years in college anymore, especially if they have pro potential. You're probably right there. I know uh, there's a few exceptions like uh, Triple J is still around. We we got some uh, in. Uh, Plavix is a seasoned veteran with his size, but uh, yeah, who, who was the player now other than BJ that's on the current roster? Uh, Freddie Delone. Okay, okay, Freddie, okay. Yeah. It, is he like a big guard or a small forward? Or? He's a two guard. He's yeah. a combo guard. Yeah, he's a, he's a combo guard. He can play point and uh, shooting guard. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that, Davis and uh, Matthew. Yeah, we got, we're down to uh, shifting gears. We're down to seven games with the NFL. Four this weekend, and then the next weekend, the two, uh, the, the uh, Lamar Hunt and the Papa Bear, George Papa Bear Hallis Trophy. And then it, we got the week, you know, the one week off before the big game. I can't, we can't say, we can't say the S word on here. <laughs> I don't know. It might be, it might be infringement rights or something, man. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, right, man. Uh, I, okay, man. Yeah, I appreciate the the Lady Balls. Uh, what's the money line on the Lady Balls? And I, what's, what's the money line? Well, we were a 15-point favorite going into this game. Yeah, I, I thought you said 15 and a half. But it was 15 and a half. That's what it was. What's the money line? If I just bet the Lady Balls to win, what is that? Minus uh, 400 or what? What is that? Well, I'll look Probably up. plus right now. I'll look it up for you real quick. Okay. Let me, let me pull up the app here. I'm a gambling man myself. <laughs> the money line, baby. The money line is my favorite bet. Now, I'll tell you, the best one I've hit this year, TR, was I picked Northwestern State to beat TCU. And I took them at plus 900. This is women's basketball. No, this was men's. 
Oh, Northwestern State? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what did you say the Lady Balls money line was? You found it yet? I'm trying to find it. I'm not. It's not pulling up on uh, FanDuel right now. Okay, don't worry about it, man. All right, brother. Okay, okay, man. Uh, y'all have a good uh, weekend. If I don't talk to you tomorrow, I don't know if you're having a show tomorrow night or not. Uh, we're going to have a show. You better call in. <laughs> okay, okay, man. Okay, man. Keep on keeping on. Yes, sir. Hey, you got to hit me with it on the way out, TR. Hit, hit, hit you with what? Your favorite saying at the end of every call. You scream it. Go Beagles! <laughs> Woo! We can Tigers! <laughs> Thank you for the phone call, TR. That is, that's about as TR as it gets right there. Good old Dante Plowman. <laughs> Dante Plowman. Yeah, we have lots of hate. We have, Don, Dante we, have Don, we have Dondi Thornton and Dante Plowman. Man, they got a lot. Oh, man. We got a bet when we come back. We do. We were going to do that this segment. I don't skip a TR call. You never know where it's going to go. Hey, man. We, we needed him to get us back on track somewhat. Absolutely. That's what he's there for. Yep. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two of overtime coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.